Next on BYU Sports Nation, on to Vegas. But with what kind of confidence level for BYU basketball? Hashtag Gonzaga Invitational. That's right. Mark Durant discusses how concerned are we that BYU finished the last 10 games 5-5. Five and five. Plus a Scott Sterling spike in the Smithfield house and how BYU at least got the better of St. Mary's over the weekend. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy February 26th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the title sponsor, of the Gonzaga Invitational, Jerem Jordan, Inc. Now, Gorilla Glue is the sponsor of the 2018 West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, but I am the sponsor of the Gonzaga Invitational, presented by the old people of Spokane who make the trip to Vegas. And don't you forget it. <laughs> we can only get 6000 in there. Well, all those 6000 plus some go to Vegas. I'm excited that we'll be in Vegas. By the way, we'll be in Las Vegas doing the show. Starting Thursday, Friday, a special Saturday dish, and then Monday and Tuesday. Of course, BYU TV, we do all the games that ESPN doesn't. Great, great collaboration there. We're excited to be there, but <sighs> what kind of confidence level do over. you take down there? Not feeling great right now. We'll discuss that coming up. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Gonzaga beats BYU in Provo 79-65 to wrap up yet another West Coast Conference regular season championship. Told ya! The Cougars dropped to 22-9, and 11-7 in conference play. The most conference losses in a single season by any Dave Rose coached team. Yeah. Jerem. Did Saturday's outcome between the Zags and Cougars shock you? No. I thought BYU would compete more. That was, I wouldn't say shocking, but I, I thought that BYU matched up well with Gonzaga. It's weird to have a larger margin of loss at home than the road, but BYU didn't shoot the ball well. Gonzaga did what they wanted. The Cougars couldn't really get it going. Elijah Bryant, tough, tough sledding against Gonzaga from three, two of nine, so he's two of 17 this season from distance against Gonzaga. BYU's better than that, um, and they, they they didn't show it. So I'm not shocked, but I'm also not shocked that Gonzaga won by double figures. They were a uh, five-point fave, but one of my and one picks was this game wouldn't be decided by single digits, and it wasn't. The shocking part to me was that BYU at one point on their home floor against a team that traditionally have matched up well with, went down by 21 points. That was weird. BYU had a stretch where they just couldn't shoot the ball well. I mean, Josh Shear Hardnett had 10 of BYU's first 20, which was nice to see. But does BYU need to score 75 to win? They, they've, they've hit a rut uh, offensively. The Cougars didn't score for a five-minute stretch. Uh, they were 5 of 21 in the second half at one point. That's not good. It's not good. So, Six for so, 20 from the three-point line on your home floor. That's not, okay, that's not terrible. 30%. I mean, it could be better. 30%. We've said 33 but, would be good enough. But right? they were 6 for 12 at halftime, Jerem. Oh, so they missed the last eight. Okay. They missed the last eight three-pointers they mm. took. They're 0 for 8 from three in the second half. Yeah. Listen, mo- like almost any team could lead almost any team at halftime. When someone texts me during March Madness and says, Oh, did you see that Mississippi Valley State's down four to 
Kentucky? I'm like, what point of the game is this? Uh, oh, it's halftime. Eh. At halftime, BYU, it was a two-point game. Josh Perkins hits a, a long three to make it five. BYU was still in it. And then made it around the second half. Unfortunately, in the second half, BYU just didn't shoot well. But it was more than that. Gonzaga got what they wanted offensively. Now, Catches w- deep, making threes. They're ranked sixth for a reason. They're good. They're good. I'm going to give you the silver lining, Jerem, from all of this Excellent. on Saturday. Let's hear it. Brought to you by at Toshalin19. If you think about it, St. Mary's fans were probably hoping BYU would win on Saturday. Glad we could disappoint them. <laughs> Hashtag silver lining. Moral victory. <laughs> Spencer, the Cougars go into the West Coast Conference basketball tournament as the three seed. This isn't shocking, okay? But what is your confidence level going into the tournament? My confidence level right now can be summed up by the fact that I'm not sure BYU feels confident that they will be in a semifinal Monday. Okay? Mm. So I, I feel you. I, I don't know how to quantify that with a percentage or a number, but I, I would say that I am 65% confident that BYU will win on Saturday and get to a semifinal on Monday. Buzz's girlfriend, Wolf. Not super high, right? 65 65%. The weird thing is BYU will have lost to the team they're playing Saturday two weeks prior. And the Lamont Smith situation is an interesting one. Which which we'll get into in a bit. We will address in a second. I'm with you. I I don't know that my confidence level is high. Okay, to win the tournament, zero confidence. BYU just lost to Gonzaga by 14 at home. I don't believe that it's going to be a thing that – could it happen? BYU goes on some crazy run. Highly unlikely that BYU gets to the semi against St. Mary's, beats St. Mary's. It would take a mini miracle. It would take a mini miracle. That is mega miracle, dude. BYU hasn't won a conference tournament since 01 with amazing teams and players. This ain't the one to do it. This is not the one to do it. BYU needs to beat San Diego and then see if they can't beat St. Mary's and then just see if you – if you get to Tuesday. If you only just got to Tuesday, moral victory. I would be so happy. The weird thing about BYU's setup in the West Coast Conference, as it has been most years, is the Cougars are capable of beating anyone in the conference. They're also, They're also capable, capable of losing, losing yeah. to anyone in the conference. That bipolar dynamic, two-faced dynamic is weird. And it's been consistent since joining the West Coast Conference. People always want consistency. I don't want consistency. I want good consistency. That's what I want. Jerem, after a 12-2 and start to the season for BYU basketball, how concerned are you with the fact that BYU's gone 5-5 and over the last 10 games to wrap up the regular season? Very concerned. People have figured out BYU. Heath Troyer put in an offense and a defense. That changed everything. Especially in non-conference. BYU goes 11-2 and in non-con. They beat Portland. That's the top of the mountain. That's the peak. The Cougars are 12-2. and People don't know how to defend Elijah Bryan on the wing, TJ Haas on the wing, and so on and so forth. People figured it out. I don't know that BYU made as many adjustments as the defenses did. Now teams are shutting BYU down a little bit. They figured it out. BYU just played its second worst defensive rating game of the season. I'm not feeling great with the last 10. Five and five is not good. At RT McCombs with this tweet, BYU played worse in each of its last nine WCC rematches. One of the following happened in each game. The win margin was less. 
The defeat margin more lost the rematch after winning the first game. So yeah, one of those three happened. In the, the back nine. The yeah. first nine in conference. BYU six and three. That's that's fine. That's the back terrible. nine five and four, which is atypical of Dave Rose. The Cougars they finish traditionally strong. finish better yeah. in the back seven half. And one six and two, and that would have been a little more tolerable. Seven losses in league is is really rough. And that's not good. That means BYU didn't get better. In fact, they got worse. And that's not the goal, uh, especially with this group that I thought was building. They were doing some good things, but unfortunately, maybe not enough adjustments happened. Guess what? What adjustments do they make in Vegas? Trends matter. And I know everyone out there is like, it doesn't matter. Wipe it matters the slate. with your clothing Wipe style. Wipe the slate clean. You Fashion. Know? It's a new tournament. It's a new season. There is some bleed over. There is some bleed over from what you have done at the end of the regular season into conference tournament play. You don't become a totally different team suddenly. Spencer, the women's basketball team scored 37 points in the regular season finale loss at Gonzaga, a place that's been hard to win for everybody, especially BYU. This Saturday, the Cougars are the three seed playing San Diego in the conference tournament. We talked about how the three seed would be us for BYU. The Toreros swept the Cougars in the regular season. Is this a good spot for the BYU women? No. Why not? The answer is no. Because BYU lost both matches to San Diego in the season. So they were one and six. They were close. In terms of a matchup, no, it's not a good position. However, however, the fact that they are the three seed and yeah. playing on Thursday. There, you can't you took too long to come around. Just first. might benefit BYU mentally and emotionally, knowing like, hey. We need to seek some revenge, and then we get an extra day of rest. Well, allegedly, it's hard to beat a team three times. No, it's not. Whatever. The margins were one and six. The BYU women are going to show up. They're going to play a great game against San Diego. Should the BYU women win, they don't play a game until Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, which is insane. Some teams in Vegas have won that game, gone home, gone to class, and come back. Those teams always lose, by the way. I wouldn't prefer the matchup with San Diego, but I love the seeding and the position for the Cougars having to play on Thursday. And then if they win, earning the right to have an extra day of rest, huge for a team that doesn't practice on Sunday. And this is the least confident in combined of the men and women's teams, by the way, going into any tourney in the seven years. A little nervous for both teams. Jerem, University of San Diego basketball coach Lamont Smith arrested on domestic violence charges on Sunday at the Oakland International Airport, stemming from an incident at the team hotel the night before. USD said in a statement, and I quote, We are aware of the report of allegations related to Lamont Smith. We have very few details at the time, but we will be gathering information and will be commencing an invest- investigation into the matter. End quote. Question. How does the Lamont Smith news affect Saturday's BYU-San Diego game? It affects it quite a bit. I mean, you see over the weekend what happened with different programs and whatnot where things are in question with investigation. This is unrelated to that. But the idea of we don't know if our coach is going to be there Saturday, we don't know. If he's there, it's a huge distraction, right? If he's not there, it's a huge distraction. I don't think this is going to help San Diego in any way. In fact, I was, I'm nervous about BYU in this game, but I'm a little less nervous if Lam- with the Lamont Smith news, which you don't want this to happen to anybody affected by this in any way, but this is a distra- distractions are not good for a team. They're not. Jerem, my confidence level wouldn't be at 65% if it weren't for the Lamont Smith news. It would be closer to 55%, more down the middle, mm. because 
San Diego is a bad matchup for BYU. They play defense, and if they make shots, it spells huge trouble for BYU. San Diego, the only team to knock out BYU in the quarters, by the way, of this tournament. Here we are once again. But the Lamont Smith news makes me, like you, feel a little bit better about what the Cougars will encounter on Saturday afternoon. Spencer, Saturday, the BYU men's volleyball team played Stanford. Oh, heck of a comeback by the Cougars, down to 1-5. During the match, Storm Fagata Tafunga smashed the ball into Stanford setter Russell Dervais' face. So who did it better? Scott Sterling or Stanford's Russell Dervais? (laughs) (laughs) Who did it better? Uh, I'm going to say... Scott Sterling won because it typically was for the benefit of Scott Sterling's team, right? Yes. This <laughs> they're, they're more similar than you think. My goodness. I haven't seen them juxtaposed. That's incredible. Russell Gervais, by the way, didn't miss a play. Rest in peace, he didn't Russell Gervais' nose. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He didn't miss a play. Some BYU fans by the Stanford bench stuffed paper up their nose just to join him. <laughs> Scott Sterling did it better because... No, no, no. Russell Dervais did it better because it was real life. Oh, my It was real goodness. life. I've never seen a ball hit on BYU's side to the back row of Stanford's off of someone's face. I've seen people get hit in the face in 10 years of doing this. All the way. It bounced all the way back over on the BYU side, out of bounds, past the rock near the door. Yes, can we it please see crazy. it one more time? I just want to see how far the ball <laughs> deflects off of his face. It was so, like, boom, boom. How? I mean, that ball was hit like 120 miles an hour. It was boom. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell DeVay, to his credit, puts his finger up like, I got it up. Is it, is it up? <laughs> Look at this. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> that thing landed by, by the opposite end of the floor. And, and immediately Steve Ailes goes, oh, that's like, uh, what's his name from Studio C? Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling, man. Outstanding. In oh. all seriousness, I hope Russell Gervais is okay. He's got to have a broken nose, right? Holy cow. Jeez. Great stuff. Our question of the day, centering on BYU basketball. What is your confidence level in BYU hoops going into the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships at Kiwi Jackman? I always assume this is Hugh Jackman every time. Is that... Well, it's a New Zealand version of Hugh Jackson, Yeah, right? it's, maybe it's his, like, stepbrother. Who knows? His tweet. <laughs> Honestly, I reckon BYU peaked a little early this year. Things just haven't looked as hot lately as they were in the first of the year. If BYU loses first round of the NIT, I wouldn't be surprised. Gregor Bell tweeted that he looked in six NIT brackets this morning. BYU's only in three of them. Is BYU on the NIT bubble? What? They need to win Saturday to get into the NRT. Coming up, and one picks. Who cares about this? And our season projections follow-up. Were we as bad as the football ones? Plus, post-Gonzaga, pre-San Diego, BYU basketball analyst Mark Durant on his confidence level going to Vegas. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the season finale of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio as the Cougars prepare, prepare for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Bienvenido. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Just follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. A loaded show thus far coming off. 
A weekend in which saw Gonzaga win another regular season championship in the West Coast Conference. What's new? BYU lose more conference games than they ever have under Dave Rose. That's new. And a Scott Sterling moment from BYU Volleyball. That's new as well. Outstanding. Fresh stuff. It's like good fruit, man. Like produce. Question of the day. What is your confidence level in BYU hoops going into the WCC tourney at Ames Flame? Says, I love my Cougs, but being up against San Diego in the first round has me really scared that BYU will be out in the first round. Let's hope I'm wrong. There's only like two two teams that you wouldn't have been scared of. Santa Clara and Portland. Portland. That's it. That's it. So you're going to match up with somebody you got to beat. And then you get to the semis and you hope to compete with St. Mary's. And Pepperdine, right? BYU swept three teams. Well, Pepperdine, you went to OT. Truth. So you might be a little nervous there. Truth. And they're playing hard for their coach. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is BYU basketball analyst, former Cougar in the early 90s, Mark Durant. Mark, welcome back to the program, my friend. Thank you. Always uh, always a pleasure to be on with my good friends, Spencer and Jerem. Yeah, baby. Mark, what's your confidence level for BYU basketball heading into the West Coast Conference Tournament this week? <laughs> well... I would say I'm about as confident in uh, them winning the tournament as I am that Greg Rubel and I are going to be the next Vidal Sassoon spokes model. (laughs) (laughs) That confident, huh? I I don't mean to be too critical, but I'm just going off of what I've seen the last couple weeks and uh, specifically at, at home against Gonzaga. So ostensibly you're going to have to play San Diego, which is a team you really struggled with, got, got beat pretty good just a little while ago at their place. Then if you were to win that, you're probably going to play St. Mary's that you went 0 and 2 against and then you go against like Gonzaga you would presume and uh you just got drilled. I mean, absolutely drilled at home by those guys. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now, but with that said, I mean, things can change really quickly. Teams can get hot, get their confidence back, start hitting their threes. Cuz if you'd ask me you know, a month or two ago, uh, my answer would have been different. I, I would have said there's a really good chance. But just, I'm just going based on what I've seen the trend in the last couple of weeks and how they've struggled and, and the terrible three-point shooting and teams kind of figuring them out in, in different ways and how to approach them. And so uh, I, don't, I don't mean to be, uh, to, to tell the guys I don't believe in you, but uh, I'm just going objectively from what I've seen recently. But I've seen it before happen. Things can change in just a couple minutes with the team. It's really weird, and they get their swagger back and their confidence, and you win one game, and then you start feeling good, and maybe you beat St. Mary's, which, you know, that's that's certainly a possibility. They haven't dominated you necessarily. You've been in those games. And then, then if you win that game, then you're really feeling good about yourself, and maybe you have some chance against Gonzaga. But just watching the last couple of weeks uh, – as an objective observer, I wouldn't give BYU much of a chance. Mark, BYU finished 5-5 five and five in the last 10. Uh, at what point, we were talking about the Cougars with 12-2. and two, They had, uh, had this new offense, new defense. I don't know that BYU made all the adjustments that were made on them. Do you see perhaps the Cougars making some kind of adjustment going into the tourney that could offset that? I, I hope so. Uh, we had Heath Schroyer on. Dave wasn't feeling very well on our show after the game, and you know, I think he's very bright, and uh, Tim Lacombe and Quincy, I think with a week to prepare and kind of just sit back and look at what teams are doing to them and maybe have some time to implement some new things, 
he throws he throws that we're going to have some wrinkles. We're going to do some different things, and so I, I certainly hope so. But I, I don't think there's any question that teams uh, have kind of an approach on how they want to beat BYU. They really want to slow it down, limit possessions, uh, really play physical, uh, try and create some turnovers. BYU's been a little, you know, has been susceptible to turnovers, and and really just bully BYU. Really be physical with TJ and physical with Elijah. And, that seemed to work for the Pacifics and the LMUs and San Diego's and uh, Gonzaga doesn't need to do that as much because they're just so superior athletically to everybody that they can just kind of do their thing. But uh, that's a, that's a formula that's worked for teams. And that's certainly how San Diego is going to approach BYU. So unless you want more of the same results at five and five, you better have some changes. And, but I, I think they will, I think they'll do some things to try and address what teams are doing to them. And hopefully that'll be successful. What are some of those things, in your opinion? Well, again, I think BYU is not going to win games with their athleticism. Gonzaga can win games just because they're so much better athletically than other teams. BYU, they're undersized. you got Jasheer, small point guard. TJ uh, weighs about 75 pounds, I think. And... (laughs) Elijah Bryant's kind of the guy on the perimeter that that is that can match up athletic. But Yoli's undersized, but a good shot blocker. Depending on who you have, Luke or or Nixon, who I really like, both of those guys, they're often undersized. So they're going to have BYU needs to uh, out execute. They need to work harder. They need to be smarter to win games. And teams try and really frustrate them with. You know, the referees, they, they say, we're going to be super physical because referees can't call everything. That'll create turnovers, and we're going to limit possessions because, uh, you know, then then every possession is more valuable, and we're going to have a chance at the end because we're going to be in the game. I mean, that that's the approach. So <laughs> I don't know a lot of things you can do, but BYU, I think, can uh, rebound offensively better. Uh, but it, it may come down to shooting the three-point shot better and getting better looks. I mean, they, they've been just absolutely horrendous the last 10 games from three. And unless that changes, I mean, BYU's not good enough, as I've said before, I think, that to overcome some of their other weaknesses. If they're, if what should be their strength, the three-point shooting is not working, then then what do you look for? I mean, it's it, it makes it really tough. Future Vidal Sassoon model, Mark Durant, <laughs> with this on but BYU what Sports year Nation. is the question? <laughs> It's such an interesting dynamic, Mark, because we feel like BYU is certainly capable of beating anybody in the West Coast Conference, but they have shown that they are capable of losing to any team in the West Coast Conference. That said, what kind of impact will the Lamont Smith news of alleged domestic abuse have on this San Diego basketball team and how they play against BYU this Saturday? Yeah, so that's pretty shocking news, and I can't imagine a scenario where he'll coach uh, whether or not whatever happened or whatever uh, allegations there are, uh, I just I don't think San Diego can afford to have him on the bench. So the question is, was that make a difference? And uh, I'll say no, not really. Uh, really? Yeah, not not at all in my view. I mean, <laughs> these are teams that have played 30, 35 games at this point. And they, they've got it all figured out. And they just played BYU. They played them twice. They just had a scout. And uh, people, all due respect to coaches, people give coaches way too much credit, okay? 
the players will go out and play and, and win. They know their stuff and they'll, they'll be just fine. Now, uh, I guess the, the caveat to that, I would say is maybe you're in a tight game and, uh, you want a coach to decide what play is going to work, but assistant coaches are qualified too. A- anyway, the point is, uh, I don't think it's going to make any difference at all. What it could, what could happen is if BYU started the game and took a five or 10 point lead, maybe in the minds of the players are thinking, well, everything's just falling apart. We're not going to win this, but I don't think San Diego has any fear at all of BYU. I think they think they're going to win this game easily uh, because of what happened to Jenny Craig and that they know their stuff and the, the players are going to go out and do what they've done all year long. And whether or not their coach is sitting on the sidelines isn't going to make a lot of difference in my view. Mark, always entertaining to speak with you, my friend. Uh, I wish you the best in your future, uh, future modeling career. Um, I won't forget you guys when I hit a big... <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> no, we uh, we appreciate the you know the unbiased take, and as hard as it is for BYU fans to hear some of this, that you know the situation is what it is right now. Yeah, but yeah, I, I say all that, but man, I still have hope, and uh, and there's some really good players on this team and some good coaches. So uh, we'll go down and play the games and uh, see what happens. Amen to that. Thanks, Mark. All right, thanks, fellas. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's all about hope. Now, expectations, very different than hope. We all hope right. that BYU does the unthinkable and <clears throat> the unpredictable, and they win three games in Vegas. This would m- be the most improbable tournament championship ever for BYU. So maybe it'll happen. Who knows? Crazy. Probably not, but maybe. Coming up. The sixth-ranked men's volleyball team wins in dramatic fashion. We'll talk about the Scott Sterling moment. Libero Eric Sykes will join us. And a recap of our basketball season projections. Do we have to do that? No, right? We'll be live at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Championship starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, live from Las Vegas. Can't wait for that. Part of the coverage for BYU TV in Las Vegas. Don't forget a special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation from Las Vegas as we get you set for BYU San Diego tipping at part two parts one Pacific on uh, on BYU TV and several other platforms. Yeah, You're talking so, about the women or the men? The men. The men on Saturday. On Saturday. The women on we'll Thursday. Be, we'll be live with games Thursday, four games, Friday, four games, Saturday we got two games, Monday we have two games. Dude, put your play-by-play hat on. Let's go, bro. <laughs> I'm ready. With Dave and Blaine and Steve and Kristen. I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we are broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV on this Monday. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed our interview with Mark Durant, why he feels like the coaching situation at San Diego with Lamont Smith and pending charges on allegations stemming from a domestic violence incident won't have an impact on San Diego's basketball team against BYU. Interesting stuff. Let's check out the rest of our headlines right now. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball falls to sixth-ranked Gonzaga, 79-65. Yoli Child scored 19 points and grabbed eight rebounds in the loss. The Cougars, as I just mentioned, 
We'll face San Diego on Saturday, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. You can watch it live on BYU TV. I think the Zags are going to be a three or four seed, by the way. They're going to be top six, maybe even top five when all said and done, but they're going to be disappointed that their seed, I bet. Sixth-ranked men's volleyball made a comeback after falling behind two sets to none to Stanford. Won the match in five in dramatic fashion. Storm Fagata Tufunga had a career-high 16 kills to lead the Cougars, including a kill that uh, induced a Scott Sterling-like moment. BYU baseball returns home from Hawaii, having split a four-game series in the islands. The Batcats won the first game 4-3 in the Saturday doubleheader, but lost 8-3 in the nightcap. They're 5-3 and three through eight games early in the season. They play at Auburn this week. That's a nice series. And 18th-ranked BYU women's gymnastics beat 13th-ranked Donkey Teeth of Boise State Friday. Another 196 for BYU senior Kylie Greenleaf. Career-high 995 on the floor. Woo! That's a thing now. They do every week. And sophomore Shannon Evans. Career-high 99 on the bars. Coach well Brokeman, who was on the show on Friday, came up to me after the match and said, the BYU Sports Nation karma worked. Of course it is. BYU had lost 19 consecutive head-to-head matches against Boise State. You need. Hey, can we? Should we get the whole men's basketball team in here, or what? At one ball, Cairo Doc is asking for that on Twitter right now. If you want to win the tourney, you're going to come in here, and you know it. <laughs> if you want to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's. <laughs> And win the West Coast Conference Tournament. Yeah, bring the whole crew in, baby. Later this week, maybe I have something that could, in addition to that, get the team to win the tourney. (laughs) I cannot wait. We'll see. Cannot wait for that. Uh, Something I can wait for, but unfortunately I'm being told we have to do, is uh, recap our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Is that Lisa Simpson? All right, time to recap what we don't projected. Blame, don't blame the refs for Saturday. For the Gonzaga-BYU game. Including myself. My two-pointer, <laughs> and this has been typical of BYU and Gonzaga. The yeah. first team to score 70 wins the game. Yeah! Thank you, Karan Butler, who I had a great conversation with on Thursday in Portland. Really nice dude. Nice. I told him that we had that drop. Yeah! The Zags got to 71st. And they got there a lot quicker than BYU. They scored 79 and won the game. Now for my and one pick, BYU will out-rebound Gonzaga. Oh, no! Yeah, not close. And you know why? Because BYU didn't really have that many opportunities to rebound the basketball because Gonzaga shot 56%. (sighs) Okay, Jason's picks. We need to read these? Okay. Uh, Two-pointer. Dalton Nixon will be BYU's third-leading scorer. Cashier had uh, 11. He was the reason that BYU was close early. At 10 of the first 20. Yeah. And the uh, and one. BYU will hit five threes. There were six of 20. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Okay. My two pointer of the game won't be decided by single digits. I wish you were wrong. I thought the Gonzaga might win this by double figures, and they did. I didn't want that, but that's what I picked, sort of. I thought BYU might blow them out, too. And my and one pick. <laughs> Elijah Bryant will make at least three threes. He went two for nine, so he was one off. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> Updated standing. Spencer's seven points ahead of me. I'm Still. Just... I didn't make any ground on you, even though you didn't turn in any picks on time against Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason has eight points. 
Jason's not going to catch up to me, but at least, listen, I, this is what it feels like to be St. Mary's, and it actually feels pretty good. To be in second place, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm used to not winning things, except for going for two when we, uh, when we play that game. You need That's BYU it. to win on Saturday and to get... I need more games. The pick's right. You need or, BYU to get to Tuesday. Or I just care about margin of loss, like you did earlier in the year. <laughs> In the improvement conversation. <laughs> that conversation's over. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It's just not typical of a Dave Rose team yeah. to do what BYU has done this year, and that is regress in the latter part of conference play. Not cool, man. It just it's weird. Not it, cool. It's not normal. And that leads us into our recap from our BYU Sports Nation regular season projections. So- Essentially, where we were right and where we were wrong. So for some reason, uh, we decided to follow up on these. I think people would have forgotten, but here we are bringing them back out. This is the age of accountability. <laughs> Embrace accountability. Eight plus? LDS, 8+. Mm-hmm. 17+. plus. Okay. okay. What'd you say? Regular season record. BYU finished 22-9. and nine. We both <clears throat> said 23-8. and eight. So we were only one game off on that. Now, the interesting part about this is what we projected in the West Coast Conference. Yeah, let's talk about that. We both said that BYU would at least win 13 games in WCC play. I said 13-5, and five and I felt like I was the negative homer. I had BYU going 14-4. and four. This was the year. St. Zaga, non-St. Zaga loss were going to happen. Nope. Three of them still happened. And BYU didn't get a win against St. Oh, Mary's. For- or Gonzaga. Furious five in football. Ofer. Against St. Zaga. St. Zaga. Ofer. So. Th- th- not, hey, let's go. Oh, Next year's got to be better. Let's go. You're right. It doesn't make sense, Dave Rose. And when BYU was 12-2 and two, after the win to open up conference play against Portland, I thought, Looking good. oh, man, 23-8 and eight is absolutely going to happen. BYU might win 25 regular season games or even, <gasps> gasp, 26? Yeah, twenty two and nine, eleven and seven in the WCC. I was under. I thought BYU would go nine and four in non conference and get better in conference play to finish twenty three and eight. Not the case. They did exactly the opposite. Leading score. We both thought that Yoli Childs would lead the team, mm-hmm. and Elijah Bryant led the team by point three. Okay. Okay. Leading rebounder. We both said Yoli Childs, which was correct. The number is eight point seven. You said ten. I said eleven. No, I said 11. You said 10. I said 10, so I was closer. Are we yes. playing closer to the pin here? What's the <laughs> – is anyone – victory. <laughs> Good job. Well, we both got hey, it. Hey, no, listen, Jordan. listen. I am – I got to give it to you, man. You defended Gonzaga hard, okay, as it's the best league, team in the man. West Coast Conference. And I well, – Are you going to doubt – are you going to doubt them again? Are you with me where it's like, you're the king until otherwise? No. I knew that they would be the king in Vegas. I thought St. Mary's would at least win a a share of the regular season. I was like, oh, they're going to have at least a share. Yeah, and and I conceded, you know, when uh, St. Mary's was up a game after they'd beaten, like, oh, St. Mary's right now is the best team. I still thought Gonzaga would turn it around, and boy, did they turn it around. Holy cow. I say turn it around. They lost one game in league by three. This is the year after they went to the national championship game. They have six dudes average double figures. They lose a lottery pick in back-to-back years, yet they reload. They don't go, well, maybe in a couple of years we'll win it. Every stinking year. And by the way. They're shoveling championship coal 
into Mark Few's train. Six guys scored for Gonzaga. Why are we cheering for them? Six guys scored for Gonzaga on yes. Saturday. Yes. That's called balance. Nobody else. Nobody else. You don't need anybody else. When you have six, six that average double, double figures? figures? <sighs> yeah, that's called balance. Listen, listen, listen. After Jimmer Fredette, we all thought BYU would come into this league and they would tear it up. Oh, here we go. The Jimmer effect. The Jimmer effect. The best and worst thing to happen to BYU at the end of the Mountain West run was Jimmer. Just the, like BYU football winning a national the championship. The best and worst thing to happen ever to BYU football was to win the national championship. It's great and it's terrible because expectations get a little crazy. And so here BYU is in this league. It's the number three team trying to get over the hump, always looking ahead, ignoring the present because it's not convenient. And unfortunately, this is another one of those years. Next year's got to be better for BYU. They came out in that studio right next to us and said the expectations to make the tourney. And we held them to that standard. I want to point out the fact that you called the exact number of three-pointers that would lead BYU, 75. Missed the guy, though. But it wasn't the I guy. I thought Zach Celius. <laughs> Zachary, you can do it. Make more in Vegas, baby. Coming up, the Final Four drought is over. What and how BYU won in five sets. Eric Sykes of Men's Volleyball in studio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the season finale of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio as the Cougars prepare for the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Yes. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. The show today, including our question of the day, what is your confidence level in BYU basketball going into the West Coast Conference Tournament? From Instagram, at the Graham. Joel EIC. Confident enough. I haven't sold my tickets yet, but not confident enough to extend my hotel through Monday. Oh, you, yeah. You are what you spend time and money on, so there you go. That's the hard part about this, right? As a fan, you want to stay through Tuesday night. Yeah. But can you do it? Yeah. Can't are you getting you do emotional it? about this, or you just need to clear your throat? No, I'm, I'm getting emotional. Just, are you? Really? Yes. Should we play the piano music? There we go. <laughs> BYU 11 and 7 in West Coast Conference play. Once upon a time, 12 and 2. They went 5 and 5 in the back 10. And Gonzaga won an outright conference title in Provo. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Let's talk about a team that won Saturday. Let's talk about that. BYU is yes. going to win Saturday, but in hoops, but volleyball brought it. And volleyball had to bring it after going down two sets to yes. none against Come Stanford. Back. Joining us now is Eric Sykes, a man who was heavily involved in that comeback uh, win against up, Stanford. First time in studio. Welcome to Studio B. It only took us four years to invite you. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with us, huh? Uh, what goes through your mind as a player when you're down two sets to none and you have to go into that locker room? Uh, you know, to be honest, it's a little difficult, not going to lie. You're down two sets to zero to a good team. But uh, for this match, uh, in the locker room, you know, between sets two and three, we just had a really good mentality in comparison to, like, other matches during the season. And so we kind of just we never gave up. And uh, kind of the end of set two, you kind of saw that momentum. Uh, you know, Tanner got those three aces. We were getting digs. We were converting. And so after we saw that, we realized that, you know, we're still in this match. And so we kind of came out with that same mentality in set three and kind of just went on from there. 
You're right. In, in the middle of set two, when it was kind of getting out of hand, there was a sub made, and Tanner Skabelin comes in. Yeah. The dude looks like Sean Bradley. Yeah. He's 6'11". <laughs> he's, he's got like 1% body fat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he comes in and he serves three aces in a row. Yeah. What yeah. was going through your mind when that happened? To, I mean, and you didn't win that set, yeah. but you got the momentum. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is like I was telling you guys earlier, uh, we do a drill in practice, and he can't hit the same spot consistently. And so let alone he goes back and gets – three aces in a row on the same guy down the line, like, super fast. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I haven't seen that before. So that was pretty cool. It got us really pumped up and kind of got us back in that set, even though we lost, and then kind of just uh, influenced the match from there on out. You said the mindset was good after yeah. set two. Yeah, it was super good. What was the discussion like in the locker room with Sean Olmstead and amongst your teammates? It was actually it was pretty positive in comparison to other matches. Uh, you know, some guys, like some of the seniors um, – you know, in the other matches, they were kind of fired up. Guys were, you know, kicking chairs. But uh, in this match, everyone was pretty calm because we saw what we did in set two and realized, hey, we didn't play that great, but we almost won that set. Or we loosely came back. And so that was kind of just the mentality of like, hey, you know, let's start set three kind of the way we ended set two and just go from there. Kicking chairs is good for volleyball guys yeah. because you don't want to injure the arm or hand. Yeah. So that's probably the proper display right. in yeah. the locker room, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys uh, come back and you beat Stanford. You're the only unbeaten team in Mountain Pacific Sports Federation play. What does that mean to you and the team? To Okay, so far yeah. undefeated. Um, honestly, it doesn't really mean anything at this point because we still have to beat everybody. And so we kind of have the same mentality when approaching every team because, you know, UCLA lost to Pepperdine. A couple other teams lost to teams that, you know, weren't necessarily ranked high as they Stanford were. Stanford lost to Concordia. Right, right. And yeah. so, I mean, and we almost lost to Stanford. So it's kind of just we kind of have to take each team seriously. And one at a time. But, I mean, it's nice being – I think we're 5-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice being the leader, but – Way to uh, act like you didn't know. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we 5-0? Uh, and oh? If we went 6 that's attention. crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of challenge do you face this week with 10th-ranked Pepperdine and number 2 UCLA coming into Provo? Uh, well, obviously they're super good. Um, but, like I said, we're just going to approach them like we approached every other team. Uh, so, I don't really know necessarily the game plan for them. But I just know until Thursday, it's just all going to be about Pepperdine. And then after that, we're just going to focus on UCLA. Uh, but kind of before I came to BYU, the coaches would always talk about, you know, the matches against Pepperdine and UCLA at home. So, I mean, we're really excited to play them at home. UCLA is the rival. Yeah, for sure. It, it, for sure. Explain, Utah doesn't have a volleyball team. Yeah. So explain to us the rivalry with UCLA. Uh, the, obviously they're just super good and they've been in the final, I mean, they went to the final four my sophomore year. We played them, I think four times that season. And every time we play them, it's always a great match. Like we rarely sweep them. I think last year was the first time we swept them in a long time. Uh, they just have a lot of great players. We're familiar with a lot of them. And I don't know, they're just always a great team to play against. Do you like the guys on the other side? Because, like, in 2018, it's, yeah. it's just everything's nicer. Back in the day, <laughs> BYU would go to UCLA, yeah. and, and, and they wouldn't be able to use the, the main gym on purpose. There's yeah. all this game. Yeah, game. I know. Now it's more petty. friendly, I think, right? Kind of. I mean, I grew up playing with a lot of those guys on the other side of the net and even against other teams, not necessarily UCLA. So, uh, I mean, you know, you kind of have that friendly aspect going on, but I would say it's pretty friendly. I mean, Spurrell's a good guy, so – there's no, like, games played, and there's no – I don't know what the Alex Gates used to do, but – Yeah, yeah, Al did some stuff. Yeah. But yeah. so did Carl McGowan. I know he did. <laughs> I know he did. I saw it firsthand. Now, what 
It's not friendly when you send a ball 120 miles yeah. an hour off of a guy's face. It was really hard. I mean, yeah. that, that was a legitimate rocket to the face that Storm sent over the net. What was your reaction to that whole sequence of events? Uh, honestly, so when I first saw it, I didn't know he hit him off the face. And I don't think the bench saw he hit him off the face. I thought he hit him off the shoulder at first. And so I was super excited. The bench was going crazy. And then I realized, uh, you know, he walked off with the bloody nose. And I was like, oh, wait, he got hit in the face. And then I watched the replay. And, I mean, he got hit hard. But I'm going to give him credit. He he took it like a man. He didn't, you know, back down. He continued playing that set. But it hurts. It obviously hurts. You know it's a libero. Yeah, yeah. I got hit Has plenty this happened of to you before? Uh, not that hard, though. <laughs> yeah. In practice, I got hit in the face a lot. But, uh not that bad. I've never I we see uh, you know a face shot all the time but um the fact that it went off his face and then like all the way almost to the track. Yeah. Yeah, Storm hit that ball hard. And he put his finger up. Russell Devaney is like, I got it up. Yeah, and when I get hit in the when I've got hit in the face. he knew where he was, but he yeah. put his finger up. Well, he got hit right in the nose. When I got hit in the face, I've kind of got hit in like, you know, the cheekbone and stuff yeah. like that. And so uh I I've never had a ball just hit me right in the nose and just like blast off like that. So yeah, that that's probably gotta hurt a lot. That bust your nose? Probably. <laughs> it probably would. I like the BYU fans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty clever. I don't know where they got the tissue right away, yeah. but that was funny. Eric, great to have you in Studio B. As is uh tradition, we have all of our newest guests come great. and sign our stretch wife flag. Cool. Thank you. Just over your right shoulder. And make it legible so we know who you were. We're great. like, Who who signed this again? Right. I look up there, I'm like, I don't know who half those people are right now. Wait, all right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks you for got it. BYU Sports Huge. Nation karma for BYU yes. Volleyball this week. Huge matches against Pepperdine and UCLA. BYU needs to – if BYU gets two, oh, they're in excellent position. Excellent position. Coming up. Your responses to our question of the day. How's your confidence level going into Vegas? And a Final Four drought has finally ended, Jerem. Yes! What? We'll explain that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, my friends. It's a happy Monday, kind of. Is it happy? Thanks to today's guests, Mark Duran and Eric Sykes. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Coming up this week, we'll be live from Las Vegas starting on Thursday. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Brigham lost to sixth-ranked Gonzaga by 14 Saturday, 79-65. Yoli Child led the, led the Cougars, 19 points, 8 boards. Cougars play San Diego Saturday, 4 Eastern on BYU TV at the 2018 Grill Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. Volleyball. Sixth-ranked BYU with a dramatic comeback win after falling behind two sets to none against Stanford to win the set at home or win the match, rather, at home in five sets. Storm Fagata Tufunga had a career-high 16 kills, including a rocket to the face to lead the Cougars. Baseball. Yeah, to someone else's face. To someone is, else's yeah, face. which is great. Uh, baseball split a four-game series at Hawaii. The Batcats uh, won the first game 4-3 and then uh, lost 8-3 in a doubleheader on Saturday. Gymnastics. 18th-ranked BYU beat 13th-ranked Boise State on Friday. Senior Kylie Greenleaf. Scored a career-high 9.95 on her floor routine, and sophomore Shannon Evans received a career-high of 9.9 on bars. Karma boost! 
Women's basketball. Cougars lost at Gonzaga, 62-37 in the regular season finale. Brenna Chase led the Cougars with 10 points. Cassie DeVashre goes single digits for the first time this year, I believe. Cougars play San Diego as well. Thursday, 7 Eastern in Las Vegas on the BYU TV. Tennis. The men's team beat Denver 4-2 over the weekend to improve to 9-2 on the season. They're really good. The women's team defeated Portland 4-2 on Friday afternoon but fell 4-2 against Gonzaga on Saturday. Softball. Cougars lost 10-0 to fourth-ranked Oklahoma on Friday before defeating CSUN and Fresno State. Take that, Steve Cleveland, over the weekend. Track and field. Men's track and field finished second in the MPSF Indoor Championships. Women's track and field finished seventh. Lacrosse. Men's team took down Cal 12-10 Saturday. Rugby. The women's team defeated New Mexico 79 to nothing on Saturday. Oh, the snake is mad. The men's team had their game called early against Utah Valley due to weather. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to uh, all of you who helped Dave Rose get to number one and into the Final Four in the Infinity Coach Challenge. This is uh, the first time he's ever been in the Final Four. Um, and it's, it's really cool that everyone was able to vote and help on Twitter get Dave Rose uh, into this because it means extra money for the Simmons Center. $15,000. That's huge. That is awesome. And the grand uh, prize is 100000 towards cancer research should Dave Rose win this. So I believe it's – is it a two-week period from – here on out or through selection week? Sunday. Okay, through selection Sunday, so two weeks. He's number one right Ni- now. Let's keep him done. number one. Nicely done by everybody. I know sometimes like excessive amount of tweeting can get annoying or whatever. This is for a good cause, and BYU really brought it. Nicely done. What's your confidence level in BYU basketball going into the West Coast Conference Tournament? Our elite tweet of the day from at WD Heat 40. BYU beats Gonzaga once a year. My confidence is based on the fact that that hasn't happened yet. Well, they got to get to that point. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Dan Howard. Remember him on that 01 championship team? See you tomorrow.